What I'd like to talk about tonight is uh, the halachas of saying Amen. We spoke about Chazar Sashat, we spoke about the fact that a person is meant to, as part of the tzibur, listen and say Amen. So let's look at halachas which are regarding saying Amen. A lot of them are well known, but in this Medrash B'Lechidosh, and I'm sure there will be one or two points which are Chidoshim as well. So really I'd like to break into a few different Aspects of the halacha of Amen. Firstly, after what kind of bracha is a person meant to say Amen? What's the intention in saying Amen? How long does a person have after hearing a bracha that he can still say Amen for? And uh, we'll see that this all revolves around a central idea, and that is what's the, exp- what's the person really expressing when he says Amen? What does he mean to say with that? So the first, we'll see three different potential understandings of what a person means to say when he says Amen. The first one, which is maybe the most common, Amen means I agree. I agree. If somebody says something and uh, a person responds by saying Amen, it means I agree. Uh, for example, there's a Mishnah in Nazir. If a person says, Hareni Nazir, if a person says, I'm going to be Nazir, what about you? And another person says, Amen, that means I agree. And I also want to be a Nazir. And that's Mechayim him to be a Nazi too. This really comes from the Torah. The Torah, the time that the word Amen comes in the Torah, uh, one of the times, is by the parish of the Saita. And that is the Koyan told her what's going to happen. He said, if you've done nothing wrong, then there will be no consequence to drinking the water. But if you have sinned, then you're going to get punished. And the lady says, I agree. In other words, there's nothing more... It's deep or esoteric about it. It's basically agreement to what's been said. And therefore, when a person makes a statement and you want to say, we agree to the statement, so then that's the way we say Amen. So if a person says, Baruch Atah Hashem, Mechayah Meisim, just as an example, and we agree. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who is Mechayah Meisim. So Amen means, I agree. Um, now, because of that starting point, then the, we can answer our first question. And that is, can a person say Amen to a bracha which doesn't apply to them? In other words, let's say a lady would hear a man saying the bracha Shalaya Saniyesha. Can she say Amen? And the answer is yes. I'm not, Amen in that context doesn't mean I'm being yotze with the bracha. Amen in that context means I agree with what you said is true. And therefore, if a man wants to make a bracha that for him Shalaya Saniyesha, that's true, and then he can say Amen to that. If a coin says the bracha, and then if the, all the Australians can say Amen. I'm not saying that the bracha applies to me. I'm agreeing with the sentiment that you've expressed. That's the first uh, meaning of the word Amen. The second meaning which is brought down in the word Amen, and this is that um, primarily the Amen, not by brachas, but more, for example, the Amen by Kaddish or by Tfilis. When you have a Yiratan, which finishes with Amen, and the second meaning of the word of Amen is Can you hear son? I hope it will be like that. I hope that will happen. And therefore it's not referring to a statement which defines the past or the present. It's a request for the future. And by saying Amen, I'm saying, yes, I hope so. I hope so. So for example, when the chazan says, Yiskadel Rabo, that the time should come, the day should come, where Hashem's great name is revered around the world, and everybody appreciates Him, so I say Amen, what I mean to say is I hope so. I hope it's going to happen. And therefore it's not affirming what a statement of what is, 
but it's more like a request what's going to be in the future. That's the second, uh, the second interpretation that the word Amen has. It's interesting that the Mishnah Bura says sometimes a person is meant to have both, both thoughts in mind. For example, when a person has a, uh, says a bracha which is a request for the future and it finishes off thinking or uh, defining what, how great HaKadosh Baruch Hu is now. For example, this is his example, some of the middle brachas of Shmonesha. When we say Hashem, 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 heal us, save us, kisir, asayinu, atah. So that's really a request. But then we can finish the bracha, Baruch Atah Hashem, Rafei, Chayle Amo Yisrael. That's a statement. And then when one says Amen, he has both intentions in mind. Amen that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Rafei Amo Yisrael, and Amen that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should save us from any sickness in the future. In other words, one is a statement of agreement, and one is a statement of request. One can have both at the same time. And then the third kind of Amen, and this is brought a number of times in Shachan Aruch, when a person wants to be Yaitzeh, by listening to a bracha. So the bracha is that a person can be yaitzeh by listening to somebody else's bracha, but how does he signal, how does he show that I want to be yaitzeh with this bracha as well? Also by saying amen. In other words, the required, uh, the required uh, factors which are needed for a person to be yaitzeh by being shameh, by hearing a bracha, or to listen to the bracha, have in mind to be yaitzeh and to say amen. Because then the amen doesn't just mean I agree, the amen means that this is for me too. I'm also... Uh, so to speak, being, I also, I'm also being yaitse with what I say. And of course, in a man like that, will only work in a case of a bracha where a person wants to be yaitse with. If a person wants to be yaitse with it, then by saying a man, it's case signifying my agreement that I also want to be yaitse with this bracha. Yeah. By the time of a man in the Torah is in Pashat Kisavu, when it talks about the brachas and the clodas, how grizim and how evil, and it says that when the Kainim and the Zikhna Levim would turn to our grizim and bless whoever. It doesn't uh, serve a desire, and everyone says Amen. They meant Amen. Can you hear us? And that's what it should be. And when they turned to the other evil, and they said, That the man who makes the molten image and bows down to it should be cursed, they meant also Amen. That's what it should be. In other words, we, we hope that the Rishon will get punished. So they accepted the Torah, so to speak, that the, 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 the with a hope to the future that that's what should happen. Okay, so, yeah. First, that's the first point in that is what Amen means. Now the next question is, after whose bracha does one say Amen? In other words, uh, so it's understood, uh, it's hearing a bracha of a Jew who's chayv to make brachas, is meant to say Amen. What about saying Amen after the bracha of a child? When a person is a child, make a bracha, is bukhut, say Amen. What about, is it brought in Alakha? Uh, even though I don't think it was so practical, but I've been told that it is, uh, someone hearing a non-Jew saying a bracha. If a person, if a non-Jew makes a bracha, should one say amen to it? So, uh, what's the halacha in all these cases? So the halacha is that if the bracha is a bracha, a person is going to say amen to it. And therefore, if the person who's saying the bracha understands what he's saying, and he understands he's addressing Hashem and saying whatever the bracha is to Hashem, so then I can agree, and I can say amen to it. If if it's a if a Jew, it's obviously Jews first. If a Jew says a bracha in English, then yes, it also has a dinner of a bracha, and therefore if a person says amen. Similarly, when it comes to a, a, a dinner of a child, so the Mishnah Paskins, if the child's already he gave a chinuch, which means he, we understand we assume he understands what it means to make a bracha, then it's mechuyif to answer amen to the bracha of a child also. 
when it comes to a nanja, so now it depends if we know what the nanja had in mind. Now if the nanja had in mind that he's blessing Hashem, he believes in Hashem even if he's not Jewish, and he's referring to Hashem, so then one can make an Amen on that bracha too. But if one is Hashem that the nanja is an is a atheist, he doesn't believe in anything, or he's believing in some other, day, some other religion, and of course he's not agreeing to his, what he's saying. Um, it's an interesting thing. You know, Moshe finds in Pascal's name was Moshe. Yeah, did that you say a stum, uh, in general? I don't know. Hashem bless you. Should we, I don't know. No. Should we no. no, 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 no. We're talking now on main to someone who's praising Hashem. And therefore, if a child takes a cup of water and says, Shakon David Barak, and he's old enough to make a bracha, you meant to say, Amen. It's a praise of Hashem, and we agree with that. Even if a non Jew would take a cup of water and say, Shakon David Barak, and we know he means Hashem. So then again, it's, it's, we can accept that, we agree with that, it's the praise of Hashem. The question is when we assume, well, we have a reason to doubt that he doesn't mean Hashem, or, in the Supermarch Finance in Basket Negros Moshe, he says a, a reform or conservative person who makes the bracha, so Moshe shouldn't say Amen, because the person is a kite first, so you don't want to have him mind. He doesn't believe in Hashem, he doesn't believe in the validity of the Torah, so then he says one shouldn't say Amen. However, when uh, Yashif said, it's only somebody that we know he's a kofar. Somebody we know he doesn't believe in him, he doesn't believe in Hashem. An average non from Jew, if you'll get them to make a bracha, then they mean Hashem. And if that's the case, one can say amen to their bracha. And regarding a child who's younger than the age of Chinuch, who's younger than the age of Chinuch, so should one say amen or not? So Mishaburah is mashma one shouldn't. Mishaburah is one should make amen to a bracha of a child who's the age of Chinuch. But Shlomo Zlam Narvach said, and Cyprus is something similar, and that is, I'm only mechuyev to say Amen to a bracha of a child who's old enough to the age of Chinuch, so five or six for brachas. But if a person wants to train his children to say Amen to brachas, and the way I'm saying, I'm treat, teaching them, but to say Amen to bracha by saying Amen to their brachas, I'm not having in mind to be Yotzeb of Mechuyev to say Amen. It's just a matter of being Mechanech them. Never even said it for a younger child. It's now on condition. The child saying a bracha is meant to say. It has the child who wants to drink his cup of water, eat his candy, and say shakol. So he's meant to say a bracha. I can say amen to that. If the child just learns in gun how to say bracha, so now he's practicing all day long, right? That's a bracha levatola. And even if I'm not going to stop my children from saying from doing that, but for sure I shouldn't say amen to that. It's, it's just uh, agreeing to a bracha levatola, which was not meant to do. And if he says that, you didn't say amen. Story brought down, but by Talmud of the Ramami Pano. One of the great Mukubalim um, of Italy. The Talmud lived in his house and learned from him. And he ran to the Sefer the one time, he was busy living in the house, and a little kid of, of the Ramah um, said a bracha, and he was he didn't say amen. So I raced downstairs, picked him up, grabbed him, and threw him out the house, and said, Sorry, I don't want you in my house, I don't want to see you ever again, and test him out. To his own time. To his Talmud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, he got kicked out. And, okay, that is the bush. And uh, some time later, he wants to come ask his rebbe from Mechila. So he comes back, and whatever, it's so bad. So he basically, the, the Ramah was a big makubal. He told him, if you had any idea how many Makatragim and Shemayim wanted to punish you for not saying Omein, you should know that by me punishing you, I saved you for a much bigger punishment, punishment in Shemayim. And very soon he learned the importance of saying Omein even to a brach of a child. Because it doesn't make a difference who's making the bracha. But if a person's praising Hashem, then if, and I hear that, I'm meant to agree. I'm meant to accept that as well. And therefore, not saying Amen to a bracha, which a person hears, is a certain kitrug in Shemaim. And with that we can understand 
why Chazal is so machmir about a person who doesn't say Amen or doesn't say Amen properly. There's a Gemara which says that if a person says an Amen Chatufa or Amen Ketufa, which means either a grab, a Katufa Amen, explain in a minute what that means, so Katufa Chayav, it takes away from his life. So Chazal is very machmir in saying Amen, saying Amen properly. What it means, a Katufa Amen, so the way the Shachnarach explains it, is we know that Amen is, uh, well, firstly, it finishes with a silent nun. Amen. Very, uh, could be the people don't pronounce it. They say Amen and then stop the word there, which isn't the right word, that's cutting off the Amen. Or they don't pronounce the Adaf properly. Instead of saying Amen, they say Amen, Amen. And in either of those cases, the person's not saying Amen, and therefore it's a certain punishment that he didn't uh, accept or agree to what was, what was said in Bishvach Hashem. Obviously, this is talking about the man of a bracha. If it's a mishabayrach or something like that, which is a request for the future, um, and a person doesn't say amen, it doesn't have the same chaymdim. That's just a person is requesting the future, so you can say amen, he hopes it'll be. But that's not the same thing as when someone's being mishabayrach or kodesh baruch and uh, then it's a kilo showing a lack of covet for Hashem, that a person doesn't agree, doesn't affirm it, doesn't say amen. There's another point here also. We know that uh, the Gemara says, that God uh, and the reason for that is is because the person is making a bracha ke'ilu he's saying a bracha for a reason I want to eat the cake so I'm saying mazenis or I want to enjoy something so I'm saying the bracha and therefore the person is saying amen there's a higher dagger of the shema in what he's saying I'm not doing it to say something I'm doing it to cover the Hashem if someone prays Hashem I agree so now saying amen isn't because I'm trying to eat something because I'm trying to get something from it or, that's, or, or I need to say in order to allow me to have something else. It's only the Kvach Shemaim, and that's, there's a certain maila therefore in an Amen, and then there's a certain insult, so to speak, if a person doesn't say Amen, when he has an Amen. Having said that, having said that, a person isn't mechuyif to go look for Amen. In other words, if a person is learning and he sees someone going out to wash him, it's not I have to run after him to hear his Ashayatzar so I can say Amen to it. It's that if a person hears a bracha, he's mechuyif to say Amen. But uh, if a person doesn't hear the bracha, or what's more important, if a person doesn't hear the end of the bracha, so then you can't say amen. You can only say amen when you hear the person finish the bracha. And uh, if for whatever reason the person can't hear the person finishing the bracha, so I never have an opportunity to respond to it. And then because also here there's a deal of not saying amen before the person finishes the bracha, or not saying amen afterwards. It's called the amen yusayma. And it has an amen which doesn't connect to the bracha. And therefore, if a person happens to hear someone else make a bracha, so then I can say I'm meant to say amen. If I don't hear the end of the bracha, I'm not mechuyiv to go and try and hear also amen. Especially if I'm busy doing something else, I'm learning. So therefore, it's only when I hear an amen. But one second, but when it comes to a bracha that I want to be yotzer with, and therefore, of course, I have to hear the bracha. So of course, I have to say amen as well. That I'm, I'm trying to be yotzer. It's not just agreeing to the bracha. I'm actually being mechul the bracha myself by saying amen. That's what I said to. If you hear the end of the bracha. So the Mishnah says, because we assume you made a bracha to Hashem. So I'm just hearing the last few words, and then I don't have to hear the bracha to Hashem. If all you hear the Chazan say is, so I understand he just said a bracha, I can say amen to that. Is the one who's saying the bracha, like an Ashim Yatsa, and there's people around him, should he say it loud? Yes. Because that's imposing on other people. He's giving them a schos. He's giving them a schos. He's, the he's giving them an opportunity. If he, if he knows that people are not going to say Amen, yes, it's probably Machshal then. But now most times, the person is a Rakh, he'll say Amen. And therefore you're doing him, you're doing him a favor, you're giving him a schuss. Uh, the Gemara with uh, the Shul and Tikhari.
far as saying amen, saying amen properly. Now, there's another point I want to talk about, and that is, uh, let's just repeat what's been said. We saw that Rizal said that a person should say 90 amens a day. 90 minutes a day, if a person answers for the Sashat of Shachar Semincha, and he answers Berkha Sashachar in the morning, and most of the other responses are davening, he's not far off from that. The Mishnah Burah already brings in Sarah Zachai Adam that there was a custom that people used to say one after the next. The Berkha Sashachar allowed so everyone could say Amen to that. And then again, if a person's listening, he's saying Amen to each bracha, so then that's, that's very good. It's an easy way to get Amen. Um, is the person the to do that? No. The person uh, doesn't have to listen to someone else's Berkha Sashachar. If he's busy saying his own Berkha Sashachar, it's Karbanat, that's okay. However, if he hears someone finish the bracha, he's meant to say Amen. And even it's brought in the Shara Kavanis about Darizal, he said he didn't do that. Darizal used to say the brachas by himself at home. He used to come to Shul afterwards. But if he heard someone in Shul saying the brachas, he would stop and listen and say Amen to all the brachas. Because again, if a person's hearing a bracha, he's meant to, he's meant to say Amen. Because that, that's the guy saying Amen. Now the last one I want to talk about is... Could a person find it annoying if a brother is He's trying to say Kavanah. This guy saying Brach. Yeah. Can't get a word in that line. It's a problem. I mean, what Which way is it a problem? It's a problem because Mitzad 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 once you start feeling the zimmer, it's too late. Right? Yeah, but listen. Uh, so, it's saying a man allows when he's disturbing everybody else davening. Uh, so, it's for shame. So, you're being, you massacre everybody. They don't want to stop and listen to them. They want to daven as well. So, the person who brought us out loud, if people want to listen to them, then fine. But if they're, they're trying to daven on their own, so you bet and forcing everyone to stop the whole time to answer you. So that's the right thing to do. Um, but again, it depends on what the people, what the, the people who are hearing what they want, what, what the suggestion would be. Now the next point to talk about is what's called an Amen Yusayma. Amen Yusayma means the Amen is too far away from the Bracha. And therefore it's not going on anything. Because an Amen has to be a response to a Bracha. And if uh, uh, sometime later the person realizes, oh, you said a Bracha, Amen. It has no significance. And it's also what you shouldn't say. It. It's like a zilzal. So, how long, how much time does a person have to say amen to a bracha that's considered still shaykh to the bracha? So, the, the, obviously, the optimal amount of time is as soon as he finishes. As soon as the chazan finishes the bracha, say amen. The the shear of what's still considered connected to the bracha, like always in, in halacha, is the shear of. Uh, we call Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Yomari uh, a person takes three words or four words that's considered also it's considered part of the same speech and therefore if a person says a bracha and the second or two later it's a amen it would still be good enough if it's also a amen more than that year it's not meant to say amen anymore in other words a person was just finishing off something you were saying and I want to say amen as soon as I finish but if it's going to take me more than the amount of time to finish then I can't say amen and even if he's not allowed to say it he's not saying shema so we saw you can't be massacred with the Pasuk Shema Yisrael. So he has to finish. Hashem Elkein, Hashem Echad. Now you can't say Amen. So you can't, you can't. There's no point saying Amen later in that. What is brought down, and that is if a person is in a Tzibur, and the Tzibur are still busy saying Amen, so then he can join in. Because then that's still considered the Hemshech of the Brachim. Everyone's still saying Amen, so he can join in the Amen as well. So even though, not the Echadibur, while they're still saying Amen. So that's the case. Well, it doesn't often happen, but let's say... Uh, like in the biggest shiva, Nehru Shoshani, where every bracha is, oh, 
Amen. And then he wants to join in at the end of the Amen. He can because it's part of the it's part of the Amen still of the Tzibur. So you can join in with that. Um, that's uh, yes, that's good. So his answer that's brought up. Then if if he's saying if they're saying the Amen, they can also say Amen. If they're only the end of Yeshmirabo, you should just say Yeshmirabo. Without the Amen, because here that's not connected to the Amen anymore. Two separate things. He doesn't. Chazan just said the bracha. Oh, he said the tefillah. He says the imru amen. So he said say amen, and now at least amen to himself, and now he'll say hashmir rabba by himself as a separate statement. Right. Now there's another difference is brought in this din. So then again, so as long as the tefillah is still saying amen, a person is allowed to join in the amen as well. Um, there's a when a person is a chazan. So then the question is, and the tzibur is saying amen, how long does he have to wait for the tzibur to say amen until he starts, until he starts the next bracha? Because there's always the regular amen, amen, it doesn't take a long time. But you have the one person who's the machmer in the back and he's saying, amen, you have to wait for him to finish in order before you start the next bracha. So the din is that the chazan has to wait for most of the tzibur, the robot tzibur to finish, amen, and he can continue with an exception of a case where someone has to be yotzi with what he's about to say. Because if, you, if a person has to listen to what you're about to say, because he has to be yotzi with you, and then by, if you're not going to wait for him, then he didn't hear you. So you're not yotzi. And then if it's a tzibur for the guy who otherwise wouldn't be yotzi, so you have to wait for everybody. Examples, the best example, the Kira You finish the Kira Sesta, he has to hear that. And therefore you have to wait for everyone to finish saying Amen, so that they can hear them again. Another example is in is in Kiddush. You're saying the two brachas, and the person has to hear both. So you finish Baruch Piyagaf, and they say Baruch Hashem, and the person has been listening to you to be to Kiddush needs to hear that too. And therefore, if someone's saying a drawn out Omein, you have to wait for him because otherwise you won't be Yetzir. It's also why there's a minig in Klai Yisrael that the Balkari before he starts Aliyah, Omein. The person can say the reason for that was was to give everybody a chance to finish saying Omein so they could say Chris, listen to the Kriyasa Torah. Because back for him, no, he's answering Omein to the Bracha. So he just answers a longer Omein. So that way he's assumed everybody else has finished saying Omein. So he starts learning, they can all listen to him. Except, and what a lot of Bali do wrong is they wait for everyone to finish and now they start. Omein, that's not Man Yusayma. It's, it's nothing to do with the Bracha anymore. Right, it's a big problem. The, the whole point of the Amen is to be with the Amen of the Tzibur and something's learning. It's got to do with the fact that you're giving the Tzibur a chance to be Yetzir. Uh, otherwise, if you say Amen with the Tzibur, wait a few seconds, then start. But to say Amen later is, uh, is, is Amen Yusayim. What about Shemona Esrei? Shemona Esrei, no one's being Yetzir with Shemona Esrei. And that's the case, as long as most of the Tzibur is finished, so then the Chazan can keep going. The person who's listening to the Chazan if he's saying it along with the chazan, he's not saying amen. And then, if 100%, if he needs to listen to the chazan, so then he shouldn't be married his amen. Now, when it comes to Birgus Khanim, it's another example of the same thing because you have to hear the coin. And therefore, if it's going to be a long amen and the owner won't hear the coin's bracha, they aren't hearing it by hearing the bracha. Except that's the problem for the chazan, not for the coin. Like the Hadachas and Hilchus because the coinim have to wait for the chazan to be mapped them the word they meant to say. And therefore, the chazan has to wait for everyone to finish. Before he says Yivarechacha, the Kohen will just respond to him. So it's a it's a din in the Chazan. He has to make sure everyone's finished saying Amen. So he can, before he starts each of the Berakos Kohen. Is there an Indian to have a long Amen? Huh? 
Invite people to. Is it didn't hear the question? To become makabel the bracha. No, to makabel the bracha. So you have to hear. Now. As long as it didn't smash it, I mean stop. It's okay. Now there's not one very interesting halacha that I want to share with everybody, and that is if you have a chazan who's davening shmoneh shalatzeh, and he's being menakin. So what does you say, Amen? Only when he finishes the last word. Until then, he hasn't finished the bracha. And therefore, if he has a long chain, from a then you can say Amen, because until he hasn't finished the bracha. But when it comes to Kaddish, as soon as he said the words he's saying the Amen on, he's finished what he needs to say. You have to say Amen. And now the fact that there's a long nigun afterwards, you can't wait. That's a half-sick for when you need to say Amen. So, for example, and this is well known, on the Rosh Hashanah nigun, you can't wait for the end of that to say the Amen. As soon as it says Shmei Rabba, then you have to say Amen. And another that is even more shkiach is you have a long tune on the words Ve'imru Amen. God of His Man Karev, Ve'imru, Ve'imru Amen. That's too late because you're not saying Amen to Ve'imru Amen. You're saying it to what He said before that. And if that's the case, that you should say Amen when he finishes the Shevach that he wanted to say. He wants to sing the tune, he can sing the tune, but it's, you shouldn't be waiting that long to say the Amen. It's, it's not the end of the, the, what you went to say Amen on. So the Imru shouldn't be longer than the Dibar? Interesting point which comes out, maybe also a Kiddush. We know that in the brachas of Shmona by most brachas really, if a person is not being to the bracha, when he hears Shem Hashem, he's meant to say Baruch HaVaruch Shmei. By regular bracha. A person, if a person is being yet to not, because he's, he's, uh, he's, if he's, it's like he's saying the bracha, he's being mafsik. But if he's not being yet to the bracha, he just hears the bracha being said, so when he gets to Hashem's name, a person is a baruch of a rosh um, It's not a shavach which is brought, you should go from the Gemara, but it's brought in the post game, that it's the right thing. Hashem Hashem Ekra, have a good look at him. We hear Hashem's name, we wish a bech Hashem Hashem. So we hear Hashem's name, baruch of a rosh That's the right thing to say. But the post game say that, that you should only say that. If the chazan is going to stop and wait, because it's baruch Hashem and he stops and waits, he'll say baruch Hashem and then he carries on. Because if he's not going to wait, then what's going to happen is baruch Hashem and ask the baruch Hashem he says chenen adas. And by saying the baruch Hashem, I'm going to miss the amen, because now he's got two words to say, I've got four words to say. So therefore, he says in the case like that, the chazan not waiting, rather don't say baruch Hashem, say amen, because that's a more important shavuach. Um, and then otherwise, you're going to miss the the amen. Uh, two, two last halachas. First one is, does a person have to know what he's saying or main to? So the shulchan is machlekes between the shulchan aruch and the ramah. The shulchan aruch says if a person is being yotzei with the bracha, then he has to know what he's saying or main to. I can't be yotzei bracha. I don't know what it is. If a person is being yotzei the bracha, I have to know which bracha I'm saying or main to. The ramah says even if a person is not being yotzei the bracha, he still not has to know what, what he's saying or main to. If I don't know what I'm saying or main to, then it's not an amen. I'm amen saying I'm agreeing. What are you agreeing to? And therefore, a person has to know what he's saying on main to. They ask on this Ramah, from the famous Gemara in Sukkah, that the best Knesset, Alexandria, there were so many people that they couldn't hear the chazan. And therefore, they would like raise the flag, and everyone would say, Amen. Well, you can't hear the chazan. But the answer is not really a question. The person can say, we didn't hear what the chazan was saying, but we knew what he was saying. We keep me following him. And therefore, we we, 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 we The first moment, that's Magen Avram. That's Mechaya Mason. So I know what he's saying. So I'm saying Amen because I know what he's saying. But the Ramah would agree that in a case where I have no idea what the Chazan is saying, 
I don't know what he's up to even. So then if that's the case, I can't just come and say Amen. The fee that, if a person walks into Shul and he hears Amen, he doesn't know what's going on, he can't just join in Amen. What are you saying Amen to? Uh, now, I that the Mohal therefore in a case of respect not to say Amen, then say Amen without knowing what he's saying Amen to. The Mishnah Burr brings you even as an Achroikus, um, about this, whether if a person is not trying to be Yotze, if he still has to know what, what he's saying Amen to, but he says on the side that a person on the side that a, per, that a person has to know what he's saying Amen to, otherwise the man for Levatara, so to speak, for that thing, it's better not to say Amen in Suffolk and around the shit of the Ramah, then, then say Amen if he's not sure what he's saying Amen to. So that's another point, which is why it's important also to pay attention to the Chazan. Because even if a person says, no, I can do something else, and every time I hear the Tzibah saying Amen, I'll say Amen with them, it's missing the point. It's not just saying Amen. I, I have to hear what the Chazan said, or at least know what the Chazan's holding, so I know what I'm saying Amen on. Just saying Amen, because I hear Amen, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help anything to feed these posts. Um, so we spoke about when to say Amen, how much time, what I was supposed to say. I think when you're saying Amen, and uh, the Kavanas that a uh, person has to have. Um, and this applies not just um, to the Tfil of the Tzibur, but any, I mean, of the Shachaz of Shats, but any time a person hears a Bracha, so the person doesn't know what he's saying Amen to. Um, that's the, that's the, the Chiyuv. Now, one of the interesting points I'll finish with this, and that is, uh, it's brought that it's brought in a number of places. Uh, if a person knows, let's say, uh, the guy is putting on tefillin, so he just heard the word tefillin. He doesn't know was the guy saying the nech tefillin or mitzvah tefillin. So I know what he's saying. He's putting on tefillin, but I don't know. Yeah, drush. I'm not sure exactly where he's holding. I didn't hear the whole bracha. Can I say amen or not? Now, is that called not knowing which bracha he said? Or I know he's saying a bracha in between, I just don't know which one. So, is that something I can say amen to? Um, so, now, the, the post can say you can say amen. You can say amen. I know what the bracha is, he's saying a bracha in between. And since we saw any of it, either way around, you can be able to say with one of the brachas. So, it's not like it's. Uh, I'm not. I'm saying, I'm not, I don't know what I'm being. What I'm being. Because either way around, I know that it's a bracha in between. One last interesting rach, we'll finish with this, and that is, it's brought that the Shachnarach says that a person saying Amen shouldn't raise his voice louder than the person saying the bracha. Uh, it's brought in the, the Gemara already, and that is that uh, even though they need to say Amen, when it comes to Yashmir Rabba, it doesn't mean he has to scream, it's, uh, he doesn't say it louder than the Chazan saying it. Why? Because it says, they'll praise them together. Uh, there are those who say that if a person is kavan, if he shouts loudly, so then it's not asr. Kira, what the Gemara is saying is you don't have to shout. You can uh, speak the same, on the same notes as the, as the person saying the bracha. The question is, do I have to say it loudly, or can I say it more quietly? If he's a chazan and he's, like, his voice is booming through the shul, uh, I want to say, I mean, uh, without, uh, do I have to match his, uh, his uh, tone, so to speak, or can I say, I mean, less, less loudly as well? Now the din of Rayak Biakar is just not high, but I'm allowed to I'm allowed to say it more quietly, but I have to try and make it the same. So that Rukhan Kanyevsky Paskins there's no problem saying it more quietly. The idea was not to exceed the chazan. But if a person wants to say man more quietly than the chazan, uh, that's Motorosa. Uh, then you then you don't have the yacht. Well there were a number of Gdorim who held that they wouldn't make a bracha unless it was on the answer. I mean, because they felt that was the shlemus of the bracha. 
that the fact that someone else would respond and say amen to it. And okay, so then certain shots at chak, whatever it was, then I wouldn't go hungry or thirsty, or not, not, not to do anything because uh, there's no answer. Did I resell the original shot at home? Did we not find it was machmer there? Was it? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't say that. But there were people that had to say, I'll get it. I always wait to make sure someone to say amen before they break the bracha.